This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thanks so much for being here today. Today, my guest is Sherry Jones. She's a mom of four and she's a passionate advocate for youth entrepreneurship. This is an exciting topic for me. I love this idea. Sherry herself is a serial entrepreneur, investor, and she's the co-founder of Youth in Business. She's on a mission to empower young minds through entrepreneurship. And her and her husband founded an education program dedicated to equipping kids with financial knowledge and independence. This is such a cool topic. I was like so excited to learn more from her. Um, Their website is youthandbusiness.com and it helps kids come up with creative ways to be their own business owner, to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur. And man, it's cool. I had lots of questions that just flowed out of my mouth, just like natural thoughts that came to mind throughout this conversation because I would love for one of my kids to get involved in some sort of entrepreneurship. It might not be for every kid, but I've got a one in four chance here. Maybe one of them will be interested. Uh, Just good life lessons too. I mean, I don't think it's too early to teach your kids about money and how to handle it with care, how to save, how to invest, when to spend, all that stuff. So anyway, It's a good one, and I'm really excited to share it with you. If you are liking this podcast, if you enjoy it at all, please share it on social media. That's a great way for new listeners to find us. Just throw it up in your stories if there's an episode that resonates with you. Leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify, I I know it like sounds annoying and you just hear me say this all the time, but it really truly helps new listeners find us. The searchability for podcasts is kind of funny and I've, I've still never totally figured it out, but I do know that when a podcast has a lot of ratings and reviews, it's helpful. So I would super appreciate it. That is the easiest, freest way to support the show. Um, If you do want to support the show and all my work in the Sandy Boy Productions Podcast Network, you can go to patreon.com slash Lindsay Hine. All right, friends, please enjoy my conversation with Sherry Jones. All right, friends, today on the podcast, we have Sherry Jones joining us. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Hello. Really excited to be with you today. Okay, tell us where you're coming from. We are on opposite sides of the world. We are. So I am in Perth, Australia. Wow. Oh my gosh. It is a dream of mine to go there someday if I can only get my butt on a flight for that long. (laughs) It is a pretty long flight. I've been to the US quite a few times and yeah, the jet lag is, yeah, not to be messed with. (laughs) Yeah. So so it's 10 p.m. and you're getting back from a market that your kids have been doing. Tell us about that market. Yeah, so um, my kids run an online business, but in the lead up to Christmas, we do a few night markets. It's sort of like as part of a Christmas light trail here where we live locally. So yeah, my three kids are 10, 12 and 15. Um, They run a business together, uh, selling toys and construction and models and stuff like that. And um, yeah, um, their biggest month to date is just over $20,000 US. And so, yeah, they've been growing it together. The great thing I love as a parent 
don't obviously the kids get excited about the the cash flow side of the business but it's seeing that the skills that my kids are growing mm. out of it they're uh, you know they've developed a huge amount of confidence they're able to talk to people promote themselves and their business and just make a lot of connections that um, really stand them in a good stead for their future um, you know it really gives them that competitive advantage that I think a lot of kids out there um, you know especially with uh, the tech age, um, you know, may not have those interpersonal skills. So it really gives them some really great life skills to give them a good foundation moving forward. Yes. And I'm so excited to talk about that today. I am fascinated by entrepreneurship. And, you know, it's interesting as I think through my life, myself and both of my sisters, we're all three entrepreneurs in our own unique ways. And I think that really stems from our dad being an entrepreneur. He uh, ran his own construction business from the time he was, I think he was like 24 and he had three kids and he was like, okay, I can't keep just working for someone else if I'm going to be able to provide the life I want to provide for my family. And one of his mentors told him, he was like, look, you got to go out on your own. And I think you have the determination and the work ethic to do that. Not everybody has that. Um, And so I find it fascinating to think of like, what will my kids do for a job? Like, what are they watching me do versus what they're watching my husband do working in finance for a big company, you know? And so can you share a little bit about your background and your husband's background and how you are entrepreneurs yourselves? Sure. So uh, originally, we, my husband and I started out as most people do. I went to college. I became a grade school teacher. Um, my husband uh, became a very qualified um, sort of instrument tech. And so we just had traditional jobs. And then when we got married, we uh, traveled the world for 12 months. We were re- lucky enough to be able to save up enough, quit our jobs, and we traveled. And we just loved having that freedom of our time and really having that lifestyle. And so when we came back to Australia and we started to, um, we had our firstborn son, we really decided that if we wanted to keep, have that, you know, that freedom of our time to be able to travel when we wanted to and be able to, you know, sort of keep that lifestyle up. And so, and it was really important for me that I wanted to be at home and raise my children. I was born in a single, um, single parent home. And so my mum was always at work and I just really wanted to be there for my kids. Mm. So really what we did was we set the goal to um, be financially free in five years. It took us a little over six to really be um, build up passive income streams that we were able to, yeah, be able to really um, work for ourselves. So growing up, um, I didn't really have a huge entrepreneurial influence. My husband was always sort of a natural entrepreneur in the making. From when he was young, he had little ventures and side hustles that he would use on the holidays. He was actually um, grew up in the country. So he'd come up to the city and have a couple of small businesses that would give him a few hundred dollars just to get through um, the holiday break. And so he would, yeah, everything from, um, you know, little little side hustles, you know, um, lawn mowing and so on that he would do when he was younger to be able to fund his holidays and so he's always sort of had that entrepreneurial drive but wasn't didn't really have parents that were very supportive of the idea they were like you need to go study you need to get a qualification and so that's ultimately the road that he headed down so um, when my eldest son I have four children now my eldest son was seven and a half we had some friends over for dinner one night and he started um, just in the backyard he was sort of making these colorful potions 
questions and without even talking to us, he tried to sell them to our friends. And we all sort of had a bit of a laugh. But when they went home, we sort of sat him down and we said, hey, you know, if you want to sell something, that's great. How can we really provide value? And so that's really where it started with Trent. We started talking about different ideas for businesses with products or services and really how he wanted to move forward from there. And so he um, loved being outdoors. We have a lot of sunshine here in Australia. So he decided to um, grow and sell fresh herbs and had a little local SMS that people would SMS in their orders and he would go and deliver them. And he was doing around $30 an hour when he was just eight. So that's really where it all started from. Obviously, he's 15 now, so he's not doing a herb business, but he has an online business and um, yeah, does a few markets and so on in the lead up to Christmas. So um, yeah, so it's been great. Um, obviously, the things they learn from their first little business idea, they start to see new opportunities. And what we love here, um, what we're passionate about at Youth in Business is really kids growing that skill set of an entrepreneur where they can have an idea and have the skills to really action it and put it into place and grow it into a successful business. And so, yeah, that's sort of where they're at now. So Youth in Business is the business you and your husband run to help kids who want to become entrepreneurs what does that consist of? Yeah, so prior to COVID, we used to run free live events. So we want to help as many kids as we can. We're obviously, being a teacher, I love working with young people. And so we're really, um, so we used to run free live workshops that parents and kids would come along to. There'd be a two-day workshop. We'd have a lot of the entrepreneurs that we've helped to grow uh, successful businesses come along. And so when the kids get to meet and shake hands with kids that are running, you know, massively successful companies, they're like, wow, I can really do this too. And so it really uh, opens their mind. And that's what we love. And uh, since COVID, because here in Australia, it was pretty crazy. We were locked into our state for over a year and wow. so we couldn't travel and so we've pivoted to more of an online model but I think that's great because we can help people from anywhere in the world and so now we have free training that people can access online at our website youthinbusiness.com and we have a whole bunch of free resources so uh, if you love the idea you can head there we have a list of 101 winning business ideas so if you're not sure where to start and also a system of once you've got an idea that you that your kid's passionate about that they can step through and implement it from there how would you say we can like encourage our kids like how do you decide like this kid is a kind is the kind of kid who would be interested in this and be motivated by it because I'm thinking of my four kids and I'm like I could see one or two of them being really motivated by this I could see one of them being like for lack of a better term way too lazy like this is too much work for me and uh, perhaps like the second they started seeing that money come in, maybe they would feel differently. But um, how can we pinpoint like what kind of kid this would work for? Or do you think it works for any kid? I think we've had we've had families come into the program that we've helped where they say they've had three kids and only one of their children are interested and that's completely fine because what we find is so they, um, that kid was importing products and uh, they were running sort of markets and what happened was he actually got ill and so he had to hire his older sister on an hourly rate to be able to come and work in the in the market store for him and then what happened I think they did this for around three or four weeks and at the end of the time period his sister got the paycheck of her hourly rate and I think he did just under I think it was around $68,000 in three weeks of wow and so when the sister saw like hey I got this but look at what my brother did it was her little brother she was like hang on a minute what's going on here and so I think what happens is when you have 
are multiple kids and it might not even be about the cash flow. Some of the kids that we've interviewed have been on Shark Tank. Uh, you know, I've interviewed Alina Morse who has the company Zollipops and she was on her way back from the White House when we interviewed her. Or uh, it may be that they get coverage on uh, the media and get on TV. And so what happens, I think, naturally and organically is if you have one kid that's interested, when they start getting recognized for that, they might get some media around it or just the sales and the cash flow side. It's not long before the other kids are like, hey, what could I be doing? Or can we work together? So my three kids work together on one idea. I find it works beautifully because we all know as parents, our kids have those sibling rivalry moments. Mm -hmm. But when they're working on their business, they sort of tend to put all that aside and they know, hey, we're working on this together. We've got a common you know, outcome that we want to do and build for our business. And so it's really nice to see the bonding that happens as siblings when they've got something external to work towards together. So I think in terms of some kids will naturally be very entrepreneurial and ready to hit the ground running. Other kids, the more you expose them to it as well, like we really believe the two things that shape young people are firstly um, the media that you expose them to. So if you're, uh, you know, getting your kids to read books that are really encouraging and opening their minds to the possibilities out there, they will start to think differently. They'll start to see opportunities out there. So, um, you know, whether the, it's podcasts like this or, you know, TV shows or the media and the books that they're really... Um, being exposed to and secondly it's the uh, inv- the the people that they hang around with so what we love at youth in business is having a really uplifting community where kids can reach out to kids that are running successful businesses we have um, we've created some awards in youth in business to really recognize um, the kids getting started and we have our 1k club trophy so this is kids with no prior business experience that have literally gone out there with an idea and done over a thousand dollars or more of sales in their first 30 days and so what we found was kids growing um, businesses and scaling them were doing over ten thousand dollars a month and so we have our 10k club trophy and so uh, when kids come into a community with kids like that that are running you know successful businesses and scaling from there it really um yeah they built it changes their mindset and their belief that hey I really could do this too so I think um yeah if we're really intentional about the media that our kids are exposed to the the people that we're putting them around you know really that tribe around them I think um naturally your kids will start thinking more entrepreneurial when those things are in place if that makes sense Yeah. I mean, I think about that all the time. And like this morning though, like just like every other morning, like I'm reading my books, my kids are playing video games, like people are running around and I'm like, how, you know, it's like, it's easy to get like, okay, this is what we just do every single day. And it can feel overwhelming to be like, I want to make sure I'm exposing them to this and this and this and this. So do you have any suggestions of how to do this in a way that's like not overwhelming and is attainable. Sure, I definitely do. So at, at youthinbusiness.com, we have what's called Youth in Business TV. And this is absolutely awesome because your kids and or as a family or even on your way to school can access videos of uh, interviews with kids that are running successful businesses. And they're sharing their words of advice of, you know, if they had to go back to the beginning, how would they do it and really what they've learned on their journey. So I think, um, you know, watching cool things like that and just being like, hey, wow, what did you take away from that? Having those sort of conversations 
conversations. They literally, uh, you can watch it on a commute to school or, you know, wherever you're going. But I think it just starts with those really simple conversations with your kids and start, they'll start to look at opportunities around them in a whole new set of eyes, if that makes sense. So yeah, you can watch interviews like that um, where, yeah, it's really, your kids are, um, we also have at youthinbusiness.com, we have videos of the kids that do, um, that start out in their first month and they share the ideas that they had, what they learned. And so that's really great as well. So I think that's really simple and easy. You can just chuck on a five minute video. Some of them are, yeah, and really share about what your kids are learning um, as a result of that. Um, if you're wanting something above that, you can, um, we love recommending books. We, at Youth in Business, we have a book of the month club where we talk mm. about uh, a book and we actually have study guides and videos to really, um, you know, draw out the learnings that we want kids to, to think about when, uh, when they're reading these sorts of books. Some of them are on YouTube, so you can just listen to them. And a lot of the families that have gone in the program would, you know, just listen to a, a chapter while they're on a commute somewhere and then just have a chat with your kids as a really natural part of that. So I think, um, yeah, those are two really easy ways that you can um, do that. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. It could literally just be five minutes on the way to school. This podcast is supported by Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth creates luxury goods that transform your lifestyle. Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's Favorite Things for five years in a row. And let me tell you, this is the most comfortable bedding you will ever touch. Okay. I have their sheets and they are so, so comfortable. I also have some of their loungewear. It is the softest material and I just feel like I'm just like lounging around the house in butter. It is so comfortable. Um, Does that even sound comfortable? Butter? I don't know. Um, But their bedding is temperature regulating. What? And is available in visco or bamboo and in linen. This is really high quality stuff. This is by far my favorite loungewear and sheets, and I highly recommend checking it out for this 35% discount. Cozy Earth has provided this exclusive offer for my listeners today, up to 35% site-wide when you use the code Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, 35. Just go to CozyEarth.com and use the code Lindsay, 35. Yeah, and so let's talk about ideas. Uh, it's interesting to think about because, you know, I always tell people with podcasts, I'm like, you don't start a podcast to make money. You start a podcast because you are very interested in a topic or an idea and you want to talk about it and interview people or do a series about it. Um, or same with a business. However, I know, for example, I know a guy who he's, uh, he has a business, uh, airy, uh, cooling business, like AC and heat HVAC business and he is like that wasn't his passion but he saw a need and he was like oh I could run this kind of business successfully and so he did it and he's got a great successful business now and so I feel like there's two camps there's a camp of I'm so interested in this product or this idea or this service and so then it becomes successful because your passion is there or I see a need and I know I can fill it and then it becomes successful because you're filling that need, even if it's not like your big passion. So how do you talk to kids about that and choosing what kind of business they decide to do? 
Yeah, so one of our resources is taking kids through an idea. Is an idea going to work for them? And the big thing is that we recommend doing is finding, being able to recognize what your kids' passions are and finding a business that fits in with that. Because the thing that we love is if kids are able to monetize something they naturally already enjoy, uh, you know, they're never going to, they're going to escape the rat race before they've even entered it. You know what I mean? If they're going to get monetized for something that they already enjoy doing. So for some of the kids that we've worked with, you know, we've had one young girl who loves social media. So she created a content business where she would go out and put content out and build engagement for small business owners that really didn't have the time to manage their own social media, whether it's gaming, whether it's, uh, you know, surfing, whether whatever it is for your kids, whether it's craft. I think um, we really recommend starting with something that your kids already enjoy doing because, um, they will have a knowledge base around that and if they already enjoy doing it when they start getting paid to do something they enjoy that's just natural motivation for them to want to build and grow it from there so for kids in business I would definitely um, recommend sticking to something they're passionate about and they enjoy it and the great thing is with kids if, if if they find if they have a passion they find a product or service related to that when they go out and share it with other people they have that natural enthusiasm that I think is really contagious that people are like wow yeah that's awesome and they really want to get behind them so I would definitely recommend um, to start with one of their passions and if you're still like hey I'm not sure how that could work uh, check out our 101 winning business ideas at youthinbusiness.com because um, we have them all grouped under categories and I'm sh- I know there'll be something that will you know resonate with your child oh I love that and so w- say they pick an idea so say one of my kids goes to your site and they're like I like that idea what are the first steps for getting started Yeah, so at our website, we have free training. So it's all around. We have a system that we've used successfully with our own kids and with the kids that we've worked with to be able to, once you've got an idea, where to from there. And so we have a whole bunch of free training that you can watch to be able to really um, implement the steps from there to grow and scale a successful business from there. So yeah, it's all there. We literally want to help as many young people as we can. I think if we have kids that are able to be self-reliant and have the knowledge and the skills to be able to do this you know there'd be no need for welfare out there and so I think we just want to help as many kids and young families as we can because I think um, yeah it's seeing the skills that um, you know some of the entrepreneurs that we work with have bought purchased homes before they're 18 we've had a kid write a book how I made more money than my principal before I left school Uh, we've got kids winning like international awards and business awards so I think um, you know there is so much opportunity out there for young people People. I think often teenagers are quite underrated, like they have so many online skills and they can be using that and really utilizing and growing a massive, yeah. And so, um, yeah, there's so much possibilities out there. So we really want to help as many people as we can. How do you manage expectations as far as like, you know, when you get so excited about a business or a hobby or whatever, and you're like, it takes over, you know what I mean? Like, it's like all you think about, all you do. So how do you work with families to manage expectations so that they still have a childhood and they still feel like, I want to go play soccer with my friends instead of work on my business idea? Yeah, so us as parents, we obviously have four kids ourselves. 
we're really there to support the kids when they want to do it. So there'll be moments like my 15-year-old just had massive exams around a month ago where his business was put on the back burner for a couple of weeks in the lead up to his exam. Um, I I honestly look at it as um, their time on their business is almost just like another extracurricular activity. If your kids play soccer, if your kids, uh, you know, do basketball or if your kids, you know, go and do, you know, any sort of extracurricular thing like that, is just like that with their business. In general, my kids only spend a couple of hours a week on their business. And sometimes they might condense that into a couple of hours on a Saturday afternoon. Other times, you know, they'll be like, hey, I've got some orders coming in and they'll write out and ship their orders um, directly here from home. So it's really not something that takes up a lot of time. It can be just a few hours, you know, a couple of hours a week, whether um, I've got a ch- one of my sons is a state athlete, so he plays state basketball and he's able to fit like three training sessions a week plus his games and still run his business so I definitely think um, you know it's just one of those things that yeah you're able to fit in around what the kids are already doing and what do your kids sell so they sell toys and construction the great thing is they resonated with um, a couple of years ago before COVID, um, we went to China and the kids were able to source some of their products on the ground. A lot of the time, we only did the one trip, but since then, they'll have an idea for a product. I'm like, hey, go and research it. So my eldest will go research, he'll email suppliers, he'll negotiate prices, minimum order quantities and do all of that. And he'll come to me and say, hey, mum, here's my spreadsheet. I'll have a quick look over it. Yeah, look, you know, the numbers all stack up, go for it. So I think um, they've developed develop the skills now to do do that themselves and often with older teenagers they run most of it themselves um you know it's not something that they really need their hand held they have the skills to be able to do it so uh, originally we took the kids to China and they found some products on the ground that they really resonated with and obviously being toys they are the target demographic so they found some cool products that they loved and so they brought some of them back and have since then have shipped some over and um yeah really selling stuff that they love and lots of other kids connect with too. So are they selling them on their own website, on eBay? What does that look like? Yeah, so they're doing eBay. They have their own Shopify store as well. And um, my husband runs a marketing agency, so he obviously helps them with their marketing when they need it. But a lot of it is just organic traffic search. And then, um, yeah, just a few live markets in the lead up to Christmas is what they do. Okay, so then I think one of the most important steps in this as a parent supporting your kids has got to be talking to them about the finances, what we save, what we donate, what we keep, how we invest. So can you walk us through how you do that with your kids? Yeah, for sure. So when my kids were younger, so Trent, obviously he's 15 now, so he's got his own bank accounts. But when they were younger, we literally had three jars. And so when they got their income in from their business, uh, they have a give jar. That's our first jar. And so for my kids, that's 10%. Now we actually have a module at Youth in Business, which is called Doing Good is Great Business. And so a lot of the kids that um, have businesses in our program have something that they're really passionate about that they support. So uh, charities or foundations, one of our entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, Ned, is really passionate about um, sustainability and conservation. And so he donates to ocean cleanup charities as per his business. And he's actually written a kid's book all around teaching kids how to live sustainably. So that, so whatever it is, um, 
they have a cause that they're behind. So my kids do this too. So 10% of their of any income that they make goes to a charity. Um, then what we do, obviously with every family, it's going to be different. But for my kids, they their next bucket is uh, is an investing bucket or investing slash save. So um, they will normally save it up. And then if they see an idea or they want to invest, have some capital to invest in a new product or a new idea, that's what they would use. So that's 40%. So that's just sort of what we set from when they were young. 40% goes to saving and investing. And then the remaining 50% is their spend. So that's worked really well for our family. So the kids know half of what they're making they have as their spend. And then the rest of it is going um, towards, you know, saving is great, but I really want to teach my kids how to grow their money. And so we talk about ways to invest and, um, you know, for the long term that, you know, with inflation and everything, we need to be looking for ways to grow grow their wealth too so yeah so three buckets gives uh, save and spend are, are the way that we've taught our kids to sort of manage that and this might be a very basic question but what about like the money they spend on their supplies and whatever does that go to what bucket does that come from so that comes from their save slash invest okay so if they're looking at investing at more products but what we found is um, they generally haven't gone into more than half of that. So I'd say it's probably more 20% save, 20% okay. invest. Yeah. Okay. Hey friends. Uh, did you know that I'm a running coach and I have training plans on my website, lindsayhine.com for the 5k, the half marathon and the marathon. If you're running a half marathon this spring, those plans are 14 weeks. And if you're running a marathon, the plans are 18 weeks. Um, we've got beginner, intermediate, advanced, details on paces and strength and stretching everything you need bundled up into this pretty little training plan the design is beautiful and I would love for you to check it out they were created with a lot of thought and care from my 20 years of running experience just go to lindsayhine.com and click on training plans to learn more all right back to the show I know you you said on your website you have like the 101 ideas and ways to get started. I mean, is that the first step? Like go to your website and and kids look at ideas. Is there is there any kind of specific conversation you recommend us parents have with our kids to even like plant the seed? Cuz you know like sometimes I like excited about an idea for my kids and I'm worried that if I come at them hot with it, they're like whoa, 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 that's your idea. That's something you're excited about, not something I'm excited (laughs) about. So how would you suggest those conversation starters? Um, in terms of conversation, if, if you have a child that, yeah, you think it might come across better from someone else. And we know I've got one of mm. those too. I think that's mm. where I'm like, Hey, I saw this cool video online, you know, do you want to watch it with me? And so I would start with, you know, either an interview of a kid, even some of the ones on Shark Tank are absolutely awesome to watch that my kids mm. will be like, wow, look at that. We've got, you know, with Ryan, we've interviewed Ryan Kelly, who was on with Rise Ruffery. And so I think, um, yeah, if you can just show them a cool little clip, you know, keep it short but enough to capture their attention and be like wow and then you can say hey what did you think of that and just naturally grow the conversation from there and say oh you know what do you think you know what opportunities could we see if they show interest and so that would be a really great way that I think just you know sparks that wow you know that interest and that um you know 
then you can grow it from there and just have that conversation. So that's a really nice organic way to sort of start it. My other thought is let's be realistic about how hands-on we need to be and might have like might be necessary as parents depending on the ages of our kids and the independence of our kids. I mean, one 10-year-old is not another 10-year-old, you know? So what do you think the weekly time investment or research investment is realistic for us parents up front with, say, a 10-year-old? Sure. So obviously the younger your kids are, the more support they're going to need along the way. So we work with kids from eight all the way through to about 21 is what we work with at Youth in Business. Obviously the eight, nine and 10 year olds need a lot more uh, help getting started than what a teenager does. A lot of kids, that older kids that are wanting to start an online business have way more tech skills than we do. And so getting started is relatively uh, simple there. So with a younger kid, obviously like with Trent, he used to at the beginning when he was building his customer base would uh, you know go out door knocking in a farmer's markets and so on with his herb business and we would be there obviously to uh, to supervise him as he would do that but he would do the talking and he would be promoting himself and his business so that obviously takes more time as they get older or if they're wanting to run an online business then in terms of parent commitment it's obviously a lot less because uh, you know you know they're in a safe place and um, you know even I just find I'm more overseeing what they're doing rather than having to be there for the steps along the way and um, obviously some parents want to be more um you know, a bit more involved than others. So it's really up to you. And what we find is um, what works for one family is completely different what works for another. So some kids, like my kids want to work on one idea together. Other other families will have two kids and they want to do their own ideas. And so, um, yeah, it, can, it really is tailored to what works for your family. And, um, yeah. I love it. I'm excited. I hope that one of my kids will want to do this. Oh, I one of four, did. right? Like, yeah, you've got pretty good odds. One out of four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so earlier in the conversation, you mentioned you and your husband traveled the world for a year before you came back and you decided like, hey, we want this freedom for our lives. And you also mentioned you and your family just went to China recently ish. Um, what are some of the coolest opportunities or places you've explored because you've um, put the time in to give yourself this freedom. Yeah. Um, we obviously love travel. We always have. Um, so that's something that we love to do with our kids. We took them to New Zealand last year on a snow trip here where we live. There's no snow over the West side of Australia. So that was really fun. The kids are absolutely addicted to skiing. The big, um, we're big on setting goals with our kids. I think what makes it really purposeful for your kids is setting, you know, an experience or a goal that, um, and you, we started really small. Like I remember when Heath, our second son, was eight, he really wanted this cool electric Lego train set. And it would have been really easy for us as parents to just, you know, get it for him or wait till the next, you know, birthday or Christmas. But I was like, hey, uh, you know, if you really want this, how can we go out and get that? And I think, um, and the great thing was that he he was playing uh, footy at the time, football, and he could see that there was lots of mums and dads watching, but no one around providing refreshments. So mm -hmm. he... Um, 
got some you know yummy things for morning tea and literally went out and in a couple of hours of selling had the money and went and purchased this first Lego and I think what's really cool about that is my kids talk about hey remember when I did that and it's so much more meaningful to them when they've had a had a goal in mind they've put the steps into place and then they've gone and got it like it just builds a lot of self-confidence and then they think hey what could I what could I aim for next time, mum? And so I think that's really powerful in itself. Um, if we teach our kids, hey, uh, you know, you can achieve anything. Some goals obviously take more time than others, but, you know, um, having having something in mind and working backwards from there. So my kids fell in love with the snow. Now they want to go to Japan. So as a family, that's something that they're wanting to work towards um, to be able to go on a ski trip to Japan next year. So I think, um, you know, some kids it's a new phone for the older kids it's often their first car so whatever it is for your kids it could just be something as simple as a lego set like it was for heath but i think if we can teach our kids um no matter what's what space it's in like if you have a kid that's really excited to be an athlete or an artist or whatever it is i think teaching your kids how to set a goal and then put the work in and then like yay and really celebrate when they achieve is really a great thing for setting them up for life it's another really great life skill because um it's teaching them that you know that determination and putting putting that effort in really does pay off and um yeah I think it opens their minds to really how big they can dream long term as well another thing I want to do is more goal setting with my kids and yet again I think about those every every day it's like okay, same old thing, same old thing. And how do we get off the hamster wheel and ha- make those conversations happen without them being like, oh, do we have to talk about this right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's always it. Anytime I want to talk about something like that, it's like they don't want to be bothered by it. And I don't, I know that boys are different than girls in the sense of like how you communicate with them and how long these conversations can go on. You have boys and girls, right? Yeah, I've got th- I've got a daughter and three boys. Yep. Do you notice a difference with that with your daughter versus your boys? Yeah, she's yeah, very challenging compared to the boys. Yep. Really? Sure. Tell me tell me more. Like well, she's only five, so I s- still feel like it's early days, but I feel like she was just born with this natural independence that she mm. wants to do it her way. Like I barely got to um feed her solids she just wanted to do it herself while the boys would sit there till they were two if I let them and just sit there and be (laughs) so I think for me obviously I only have one daughter so I don't feel like I can really say that I know a lot about girls but for me she's very independent has always wanted to do things her way and there's a lot of deep breathing for me (laughs) <laughs> you know when she wants to put on these crazy outfits it's just like let it go it doesn't matter she's dressed even if she looks like yeah five different prints clashing it's all good <laughs> she I guess she's young too so you there's a lot of those stages of life yet that you haven't done with her yeah. um when will you introduce entrepreneurship and business in her life if she's only five now well, she sees what the boys are doing and she's like, mommy, I want to sell something too. So she's already excited to do that. Um, when the boys are, are 
sometimes running market, she'll come along and sort of help and flip in and out. Um, so I think she's definitely excited already. I think uh, just in terms of her math needs to get a little bit, you know, stronger yeah. and so on. Um, but yeah, I don't see it being too far away, maybe six or seven. I think, yeah, she's really excited. So I think, and that's the other thing, if your kids do show a natural sort of excitement around, um, you know, having an idea, it's really easy as a parent to go, oh, let's wait till you're a bit older or let's wait till you can do this or, uh, you know, let's wait. And I think that really, I think no matter what it is that your kids show an interest in, if you can strike when the the iron's hot, it so makes a difference. And I think it's, they grow so much, like they're showing an interest. You know, it's like when you have a little toddler that's showing an interest in toilet training, you want to capture that moment and run with it because it's so much easier when it comes from them than us trying to say, hey, let's go do this. So I think um, if they have an interest and often, you know, watching what other kids are doing or watching interviews can can spark that interest that's a great time to be able to go hey let's do something and even if it's something small um yeah just taking some sort of an action there works really nicely it's such an act of uh patience as a parent too because I mean I was just thinking about this when I was cooking dinner last night and my my second oldest so he's eight almost nine he like he has an interest in cooking and helping in the kitchen and I was making something I that I had never made before. I was like making this homemade queso and I've never made queso. And I was like nervous I was going to mess it up anyway because cooking is not my strong suit. And I have to focus and distractions make things really hard. Um, but I was like, man, Lindsay, he really likes to cook. And like instead of playing video games or running around and like wrestling and making the house even crazier than it already is, he wants to help you in the kitchen. <laughs> and... What that turned into was great, but also like just a much bigger mess than it would have been. And me being less able to like clean, you know, like clean up as I go with cooking. You know, it's nice to like when dinner's on the table to have like gotten a lot of the dishes done. And so I just had to be like, okay, like it's going to be messy. It's going to take longer, but it's worth it because, you know, like hopefully he's going to be an adult man who likes to cook. And the best thing I ever did was, was marry someone that likes to cook, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just like so much of parenting takes so much patience and it's worth it. It's almost always worth it. But, um, and sometimes it's not worth it. Like sometimes there's nights where it's not worth it, but, uh, I like that. I like that thought of that. Like you might want to say, wait till they're a little bit older, but striking while the iron hot, iron's hot really matters, you know, and it's not just about you. It's about cultivating what they want to do. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't agree more. And I think, um, if you can do that and like you say, it's not always easy. There's always going to be, you know, life's busy. There's always things there that are going to, um, you know, obstacles, but I think, um, your kids, when it come when it's self-initiated from them, they learn so much and it's really meaningful to them. And um, yeah, if you can, I think I really recommend it. it's a great place to start. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, having honestly, um, the skills that my kids have learned and the connections that they're making as young business owners, I couldn't imagine um, giving them a better foundation for them to grow and succeed on. I think, um, yeah, 
I, I really recommend it in terms of, you know, my kids are like Trent was the reason we started this when he wanted to have an interest in this was because he was super shy. Like people would say mm. hello to him and he would hide behind my skirt and I would be like, oh. And so now like he was recently invited to give a talk uh, and to around five or 600 people. And I was like, wow, mm, I wonder how he's going to go. And he just absolutely shone up there. And I was just like, oh, well, it was like one of those proud mum moments. But mm. I know that most of the skills that he has to do that now have purely come as a result of his business because it's given him those opportunities along the way. And so I think um, the more life skills that we can teach our kids and, you know, is only going to help them and in life and be able to, you know, go from there from strength to strength. Mm, okay. Do you have any books you recommend that you've enjoyed reading for fun or for entrepreneurship and business? Uh, the one that comes to mind that I've been reading recently is by Alex Hormozy, The $100 million Leads. I think, um, you know, for any business owner or entrepreneur out there, that's a really great place to be able to, uh, obviously, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, every business comes from, you know, the heart of it is sales and leads. So that's a really cool one that I've enjoyed recently. Love it. What about a kid's book you recommend? One of the ones that I love for your kids is um, by Jack Canfield. Oh, the, my mind, sorry, it's the end of a That's very okay. long day. It's like I know. At night, my time. I can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. <laughs> my kids are on um, holidays at the moment too, so I've had the kids home all day. Um, Wild. So, <laughs> uh, the Success Principles by Jack Canfield. I absolutely love that one for young. There's uh, a version for, for kids. And so it's written by him, but also a younger person. And I think that's really cool because um, it really teaches them that there's things that they can put into place and habits that they can learn that will really set them up for success. So I really like that one. And so success one principles. Yes. The success principles for teens is the okay. kid one. Yeah. It's really cool. My kids, my, my son got a lot out of it and, and yeah, I think a lot of kids out there too will too. Okay. Love it. Um, do you have a trip that you've taken with your family or just an adventure that you recommend? Oh, this is a good one. Um, we've done quite a bit of tra traveling with our kids. Um, my kids love Bali for we're really lucky here in Australia. Bali's only a three hour flight for us. from Wow. Perth. So it's wow. literally, we're one of these rare cities where it's actually, I think, closer for us to go internationally to the next city than it is to the next city within Australia. So, um, so my kids love Bali. Um, but I'd say I'd, one of the coolest trips we did was to take them to China. Obviously, since COVID, that might not be an option for some people, but it was really cool to take the kids on the Great Wall of China. My son, actually, because my daughter was only a baby at the time, so I had this tiny wow. little baby that I'm trying to... And the steps, no one tells you, but the steps are really slippery on the Great Wall. And some of them are really big and some of them are really shallow. And so I'm trying to navigate these steps with this tiny little baby. And my eight-year-old really excitedly started skipping and then running ahead and landed up tripping 
and somersaulting down the Great Wall of China. And then oh I hear gosh. all these people like calling up and I'm sending my husband down. There's all these lovely Chinese ladies coming with first aid. And he literally took off the side of his face on the Great Wall of China. So something he will never forget. He had the story oh to gosh. go back and tell kids on after the holidays. <laughs> did he, did uh, you have to go to the hospital? No, luckily it wasn't that bad. And my mum-in-law was traveling with us and she's a nurse. So I was very lucky she took care of him and it was all okay and we were there for three weeks so by the time we get to, came back to Australia it was almost gone so ah, he, was, uh-huh. he was completely fine but that was a really cool experience because obviously there's a lot of history there we took a helicopter over the Great Wall of China and just um, going to see the Forbidden City that was a really cool trip my kids loved and then obviously if you're an entrepreneur you know China's a great place to go if you're looking for particular products or suppliers there's obviously that business element to it as well. Wow. Okay. Do you have a last message you'd like to leave with our audience today? Um, yes, I do. I think the thing that I have learned myself in business, so we've, we run multiple businesses. We have for nearly 10 years now. Uh, I think what I got stuck in it when we first started out was that everything had to be perfect. And I think a lot of us adults do that, that, you know, everything has to be perfect. The website has to be perfect. The business plan has to be perfect. And we sort of get stuck in this cycle of perfection where we don't really take action and we don't get out there and promote. And really, um, for me, um, what I learned um, from a really great mentor of mine is the thing done is better than the perfect thing not done. And so I think, um, you know, just putting something out there. I remember when we started Youth in Business, we had a friend that was like, hey, let's just shoot these quick ads. We'll put them up there. And then I was just like, oh, my goodness, you know, like, look at my hair there. I do that. And so then you're motivated to want to make it better because something is out there. And so it naturally gets better on its own. So I think if we take action is really um, you know, that's what I love about kids. They get excited about something. They want to do it now. They're like, yeah, let's do it. And then it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think there's a lot to be learned from that. So, you know, whatever it is, whether it's your business or whether it's, uh, you know, making cookies and thinking, oh, I can't drop them around to the neighbors because they're not perfect. You know what I mean? I think the thing done is always better than the perfect thing not done. And it's those, um, you know, little actions that will lead to success, no matter whether they're perfect or not. Oh, it's so true. Sherry, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Lovely. Thank you so much for having me. I loved, I loved being with you and your audience today. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here today. To learn more about what Sherry's doing, just go to youthinbusiness.com. You can find me. I'm lindsayhine626 on Instagram. I'd uh, love to have you check out our website, sandyboyproductions.com. Everything we talk about on the podcast is always over on the website at sandyboyproductions.com links to everything you can sign up for our newsletter there and my training plans which I mentioned are at lindsayhine.com also check out cozy earth 35% off what cozyearth.com use the code lindsay35 for 35% off your order thanks for being here everybody and have a great rest of your day we'll see you next week on why is everyone yelling